Now that we have completed the first step of awareness, which is ownership, it is time to embark on the next path, which is self-discovery. This week, we will work to try and truly define who is our authentic self. Before we start, be sure to listen all the way through, as this week there is going to be, and for that matter, the next couple weeks, actionable tasks at the end of each session to help you process what we have just talked about. As you work your way through these tasks, you'll really be able to discover exactly the understanding we are trying to get across with each one of these chapters. Okay, let's begin. So, who are we but a collection of stories we tell ourselves and others? I mean, think about it. These stories are basically how you interpret the events that have transpired in your life. They are how you explain the thoughts and beliefs you have about yourself. And interestingly enough, these stories are also largely based on your beliefs of how others view you. These stories help to illuminate so much about you. They are essentially a blueprint to fully understanding just exactly who you are. Interestingly enough, that is exactly what we are going to be thinking about this week. I want you to think about a lot of these stories that define you. They're going to end up defining your identities, your self-concepts. They're going to give you context to why you think the way you think and believe the way you do. These stories are going to connect you to the reality that is your world and provide proof that you are, in fact, who you say you are. So in order to conquer the quest of self-discovery, we must understand how we actually perceive self. You see, we have three constantly overlapping layers to our identity that at all times, depending on the contextual situation, are battling for the spotlight as they influence one another over our thoughts, actions, and reactions in a given situation. So let's start off with our outermost layer, which is basically our external self. This is comprised of what you want others to see, believe, think, or treat you like. Yep, that's right. For those of you who like to go around saying that you don't care what others think about you, well... I'm here to tell you that you're full of shit, which in reality ends up being a good thing because the opposite would mean you likely possess a notable psychosis. But anyway, this external self is largely influenced by the social context you are in and your judgments of others' perceptions while in that context, which means you can actually possess different identities in different arenas. For example, my closest friends group may view me very differently than perhaps my coworkers do, as it's really likely that my beliefs, behaviors, and emotions would be different in each of these arenas, especially when viewing them externally. Your next layer is going to be your internal identity, which you are constantly trying to define as you work through life. This is the identity, you know, when you hear people say, yeah, I'm really working on myself. This is what they're referencing. This identity is one that perhaps is not often seen or let shown to the general public as perhaps it carries certain behaviors, beliefs, or emotions that only those extremely close to you would truly understand and potentially make you feel comfortable about being judged upon. 
The social context is not as crucial to the reactionary responses when this identity is most prominent as they are less guarded and more represented of your truest self. Finally, you have your innermost layer, which comprises your innate and automated identity, basically like your unconscious self. This is a very primal side to your identity and is largely based on your personal evolution and experience throughout life. If you have ever found yourself saying, yeah, I'm not really sure why I did that or said that, just know that there are deeply rooted reasons for all of those unintentional responses, and these lie in your deepest layers of your identity of self or your self-concept. So how do these all tie together to form your overall self-concept? Think of it like this. Your self-concept is a pie. The pie can grow, cannot grow any larger, but the pieces can be cut differently in terms of the percentage they take up in the pie. So how do we truly discover what our self-concept is? Well, first, I want you to complete this task for me. You're going to make a list of all of the different arenas in your life. For example, parenthood, work, sibling, I'm a child, college friends, high school friends, parental friends, athlete, training athlete. All of these are different arenas where you operate. Now, I want you to take 30 seconds per arena and list as many adjectives that describe how you believe everybody else perceives you, your external self, in that arena. Then, I want you to do the same thing for your internal self. And if you're being honest, you will notice significant differences. Now, after completing both of those, I want you to go back and take at least 20 seconds per arena and write several adjectives that describe potentially a negative part of your identity in each of those arenas. Everyone, typically when they do this, just describes themselves in a very positive light initially. This will be important later, and it'll also be easier the deeper the layers go. Finally, I want you to think about at least one instance in every arena where you acted in a way that surprised you, or potentially a way that may have been completely obtuse to the way you thought you would have acted, and that it felt very automated. This will help define how your innermost layer reacts in that arena. All right, now that you have worked to truly define your layers of self-concept in each arena of your life, the next path to awareness is going to be deciding if you are living up to these identities that you truly want to be. So come back next week and let's discover how to do that.